Hello, I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas and that you are looking forward to a beautiful new year. I thought it would be fun to do a review of all of the books that we either read or listened to this year. All of the audiobooks that we listen to is through the Libby app, which is the free library app, which doesn't have a huge great selection. And a lot of times the books that are good, you have to put on hold. But we listen to quite a few books through the Libby app, so I'll share those. And I'm going to try to go through it in order from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and give my full, honest, and hopefully brief review of these books. The very first book that I listened to this year was called The Palace Papers by Tina Brown. I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you have any interest in the royal family, it's a great starting point. And then I was still interested in the history because I feel like that was more present stuff. The next book that Scott and I actually listened to together when we were riding in the car was Royal Sisters by Anne Edwards. And that goes into Queen Elizabeth. So that was a really interesting book and Scott actually liked listening to it as well. There was a lot of fun random facts in it. The next book, we rented it from the library, was a book called Home by Bill Bryson. It is a thick book, so it took us a long time to get through it. This is a book on random facts about the home. He basically goes through each room of the house and he's basing it off of his house in England, how things came to be in the kitchen or the closet, or even things like stairs of how they figured out the perfect height and length of a step in order to make it so it is the easiest for us to walk up and down steps without tripping or falling. It is a book of rabbit trails. If you like books about random information, that is just fascinating. He is a very enjoyable author in how he describes things. I learned so much random stuff. He also goes into the history of houses and he talks about how Thomas Edison, he actually thought one of his big genius ideas was to create molds that concrete would be poured into and it was a mold of a house. And so he actually thought that was his genius claim to fame idea and ended up being an epic failure. They were too heavy. It was a disaster. But just random things like that is what this book is full of. It's a very enjoyable book if you like random rabbit trails of information. One of my favorite books that I got this year, now this actually isn't a read-through type of book, although I have slowly read through it. It's more of a beautiful coffee table book and it is Wabi Sabi Welcome. I got this new at a bookstore. I usually don't buy books new, but when I saw this, the binding caught my attention and it was actually sealed in plastic so I couldn't tell if I was gonna like the book or not so I was going back and forth on it but just the cover was so beautiful if you look more into Wabi Sabi they say it is not based on aesthetics it's based off of uh, Japanese culture it's a word of in Japan I'm not an expert on this but I would say that the style of wabi-sabi is very inspiring and so there's pictures of all of the places that she's been that has very uh, wabi-sabi aesthetics and it's just beautiful i find this so inspiring i like our home to I try to keep it very simple, but use functional things as decoration. It is an inspiring book for creating a beautiful home for my style. I like it. This is not going to be everyone's cup of tea style. It's very rustic, 
primitive, simplistic type of style. So I love this. I love the binding. I love the feel of it. It's very nice. The Secret Therapy of Trees. I did a full book review video. I will link that below if you're interested in it. It inspired me so much to get outside, to unplug from noise, and just be present and try to get outside as much as possible, be in nature, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's cold, bundle up, get outside and how healthy it is to be outside. It is definitely not from a Christian worldview. So there's some things in it that I do disagree with, but for all of the other information, the scientific research side of things, I thought it was really interesting and inspiring. And then I also did a book review in that same video on this one, which I read while I was reading reading this. It is Living the Sabbath by Norman Wurzbaum and the foreword is by Wendell Berry. I so enjoyed this book and it was a great book to complement this one because this is from a Christian worldview. It is from an agrarian worldview about redeeming the land, stewarding creation, living intentionally. If you like all of those things. If you like the ideas of Wendell Berry, of uh, regenerating the land, of being intentional with the food that you eat, what you buy, what you bring into your home, living locally, being intentional with your community, being intentional with your home, and how it relates to walking out our Christianity, that's pretty much what this book is about. And I really enjoyed it. And again, with pretty much all of these books, there's always going to be some parts of them that I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I fully agree with that. But I think that's just part of anything. You probably feel that way towards my videos that you're not going to agree with everything that I say. And that's kind of how I feel when I read books that you can grow and learn a lot and enjoy a book without agreeing with 100% of everything that they say. So that's probably the case with most of these books. But both of these I loved. And once I finished those two books, I thought I would start reading this book. It's called Summer World by Bernd Heinrich. I probably got through Yeah, you can see my bookmark. That's how far I made it through and I stopped reading it. It was interesting. It's all about creation. He goes into details of random things. He's kind of like Bill Bryson, but in nature. So he talks about frogs and how they start as tadpoles and the lifespan of frogs and all everything you could want to know about a frog. Then he goes into butterflies, then he goes into birds. And it was very interesting. It was very factual. I just kind of got bored of it. It was just too much information. I found that I was forcing myself to read it. And something that has been different for me this year is normally if I start a book, I am determined to finish it. I just want to mentally feel like I finished something if I started it. And this year I decided if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to keep on forcing myself to read it. Maybe it's the wrong season for it. I have noticed that in the past. If I haven't been interested in a book, I've stopped reading it and then at some other point I will pick it up and start reading it and it'll feel like an aha moment. There was a reason I wasn't supposed to read it then because it now applies to me in this that specific season. So that could probably be the case for this. I do think for homeschooling this would be a really interesting book because then you can get your kids involved in learning about the lifespan of things. I think that's what this book would be really fun and interesting for. And there's cool pictures in it as well of the different things that he talks about. And then there's also pictures throughout it as well. They're just not in color. So 
It's a pretty book. Another book that I did not finish. It is called No Ordinary Home, The Uncommon Art of Christ-Centered Homemaking. It sounds so good. I thought I was gonna love it. I think that this book would be super helpful for a lady who is struggling with quitting her job to come home and be a homemaker and a mom. She tries to tell stories of her journey coming home and the struggle that she was dealing with. I had to stop reading it because I was frustrated. It felt like a lot of complaining about children and coming from someone who does want children, it's hard to hear someone grumbling or complaining about it. And again, I am sure it is totally relatable for people in that season. It just didn't feel good for me to read someone grumbling about something while they're in a season that I deeply desire. And I also feel like I've, I'm over that hump of feeling purposeless at home. I do feel a great purpose in being at home. So I think if a woman is struggling with guilt of quitting her job coming home, I think this could be very helpful. And I didn't keep reading it. So maybe if I would have pushed through and carried on reading it, maybe this book is full of gold. If you've read this book and you have a great experience with it, I would actually love to hear your thoughts behind it. Maybe it's just because I'm not in this season. And you know what's funny? It says straight talk from the mother's heart. So maybe it is just for moms. So yeah, maybe that's why I felt like I couldn't relate to it. And But that's the thing. Normally, I like a lot of books about motherhood and stuff. I'm just gonna leave this at maybe it's the wrong season for me. Another book that I listened to, so I have the book, but I actually listened to it and I think this is a little bit of a controversial book. I read this back when I was in college. It is Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. When the movie came out a few years ago, I was talking with some friends and we were just talking about what people were saying about the movie. I've never seen the movie. I really don't have any desire to see the movie. We aren't big movie people. So I like this book. I think it's a beautiful picture of the way Christ pursues the church. I think my only one little bit of a red flag was in today's culture, if girls read this as a permission to live a promiscuous life and still think that they deserve someone like Michael Hosea. I think then it could be deceptive. If a girl is living in a very worldly way, sleeping around, purposefully rebelling against Christian ways and then she reads this and thinks it gives her permission to live a promiscuous life and then also thinks that some virtuous virgin man will pursue her. I'm not saying that that wouldn't happen. Is this giving girls permission to live promiscuously and then still think they deserve Captain America? That did pop in my mind. Otherwise, I think it is a beautiful picture of how Jesus has pursued us, he loves us, he forgives us, he redeems us, and can create a beautiful story with our life. I then was in the fiction mindset to where it was gardening season and it's kind of nice to listen to fiction books while planting seeds or while being outside in the garden and having something that's kind of mindless but you're also tuning into. Years ago, I got really into the Karen Kingsbury books. Anytime I would find them at secondhand stores or yard sales, I would buy them. And so I have a whole bunch of them. I've read the more recent ones, but I never went back and read the beginning of the Baxter series. And so the very first Baxter 
series book prequel that she wrote later, but it's the first book. So I listened to that on the Libby app. And then after listening to that, I realized I have the very first books of the series. I just have never read them, which is the Rejoice, Return, Remember. And then there was a fourth one, which I ended up reading on the Libby app through my iPad. After getting to the fourth book, I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone who wants to read them. It just changed my whole mind about this whole series. I really struggled with it. And I don't know if it's just, I'm reading these books now in a different season of life than when I used to read them. There's a few books, the Angels Walking books. That's a whole different series from the Baxter series. Those were the first books that introduced me to Karen Kingsbury. I read them on my way to South Africa the first time before I met Scott. Those books have a very significant meaning to me. So I do like Karen Kingsbury. She creates very compelling stories. I did not like these. I couldn't even finish the last book of the series because it bothered me so much how it ended. Also, I feel like there is very much a glamorized worldview of a college girl, the career woman, perspective in her books that I never quite picked up on. But now looking back at the other Baxter series books that I've read, I do feel it's very strong. I do think maybe we have a little bit of different worldviews that we come from. Yeah, I didn't like these to the point where I don't even feel great about having the Baxter series in our house because I always thought if the Lord blesses us with daughters to have these books to let her read someday because they're Christian and you know good stories. I've changed my mind about that. I don't actually want my daughters to read these books. <laughs> so just my opinion. Something about when I read these I didn't like the way I felt after I finished the fourth book of this series. So after that, I still wanted to listen to fictional books. And Caitlin from Quiet in the Land, she's the one who creates the soap bar that I use for our laundry, Calico and Twine. She recommended Jeanette Oaks books. I typed it in on the Libby app and When Calls the Heart was available and I loved it. It was so nice, especially going from the feeling I had after the Karen Kingsbury books to then going to this Jeanette Oak book. It felt so wholesome and nice and fun to listen to. So highly recommend that. Again, would love to build a collection of Jeanette Oak books. I do have a few, but they're midway into some of her series. So I actually haven't started reading them yet because I want to find the first of the series before I read those. So I'm reading it in order. So I really like The Wind Who Calls the Heart. I also know that there's that TV series of it. I've never seen it before, never watched it. Next is a book that Scott and I read together. This was given to us from our friend Melina. And this is Bula. Lala. It is a true story of South Africa by Kwan Elgin. This was such a good book. It's based off of the history of South Africa in a story form. So it's very easy to read. It's basically following the Afrikaners, their trek. And again, with Scott being from South Africa, my sister-in-law is Afrikaans. And just, I feel a lot of connection. And this really inspired Scott and I to have a love for where we come from. And I think that's something we can learn from Afrikaners is they really have reverence for their people, their history, their culture. That is very inspiring. And I think that is lost in our world today is having a connection with our past 
A lot of us don't even know where our great-grandparents lived or came from. So reading this really inspired me to figure out my own history. I loved this book. It was fun to read with Scott. It might be one of my favorite books that I've read this year. The next book that I read was Anne of Green Gables. So many of you all recommended this book and said it is amazing, you should read it. And I agree, I love it. If you've never read it, it is so good. I still haven't found the rest of the series. I'm hoping to find it. Scott and I, starting at the end or middle of August, we started reading the Lord of the Rings series. We actually didn't start with The Hobbit. We started with The Fellowship of the Ring and we started it on the Libby app. And again, you only can have a book, I think for two weeks and then it's returned. So we hardly got through it when it had to be returned. There was a huge waiting list. We ended up finding this whole series at an auction with a whole bunch of other books and it came with The Hobbit as well. And so we just finished the Hobbit in November. I feel like I'm saying this a lot in this video, but we loved these. I can't believe I've never read them before. They were so much fun to read. I still have not seen any of the movies yet, but both of us really enjoyed the books. I do think it was helpful starting off listening to it because I could hear the pronunciation of things and then I could read it. So whenever we read books together, it's usually in the car. That's usually how we get through all of the books that we read together or sometimes we'll read a chapter or a section in the morning or before bed. So that's usually how we get through books that we're reading together. And another audiobook that we listened to was Killing Kennedy by Bill O'Reilly. We were just trying to find something to listen to while we were on a road trip and that is what we ended up listening to and it was fascinating. I learned so much about Kennedy that I had no idea on. I realized how little I actually knew about him and it was a really interesting book. It's one of those books I don't think I would enjoy reading. I don't think I would have ever finished it but listening to it on a car ride it was really enjoyable to listen to and I just crocheted while we were listening to it. And then I also listened to Prince Harry's book Spare this summer. It was kind of a painful book to listen to. I would never read the book, but you can turn the speed on Libby to where it's faster than the person speaking. And he does narrate his own book and his voice is kind of painful to listen to. And I feel like I'm being kind of critical. It didn't feel to me that that's his normal speaking voice. It sounded like he was speaking in a higher tone to try to appeal to an audience that he was a victim. That being said, I still listen to it. I listened to it while I was working around the house. He talks a lot about South Africa because he's done a lot of work there. So it was interesting for me to listen to his perspective and kind of his biasness with the history of South Africa and him talking about Mandela. And if you don't know, Mandela was not a great person. So just putting that out there. So he definitely pushes the liberal frame of the perspective from South Africa, which was interesting because as I was listening to Spare, we were reading Bulala at that same time. So it was just an interesting perspective of the different worldviews or storylines that get told. So I wouldn't recommend his book. I like learning about the royal family. So I was curious to see his perspective of it. And it's unfortunate. I think it could have been a very interesting book about his life. Instead, there was a lot of victim stories. And so, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it unless you're really interested in the royal family. And then another audiobook that we listened to on a car trip was Terry Crews's book, Tough. Again, 
never a book that I would read and probably would never listen to again. We didn't even finish listening to it. We just were trying to find something we could listen to in the car. And so we were like, oh, we know Terry Crews from White Chicks. Let's listen to it. It was an interesting book. I wouldn't listen to it again. We didn't finish it. It was fascinating listening to his childhood. He had a terrible childhood and yeah, it, it wasn't a great enjoyable book to listen to. It was more just fascinating. I think we said that a lot throughout listening to it. It was just very interesting. And then a book that I read, which I read a few years ago back in 2019, but I re-pulled it back out. It is Walking Gently on the Earth by Lisa Graham McMinn and her daughter. So this book I enjoy because it is definitely, again, from the agrarian mindset. It's about intentional living, knowing where your food comes from. I don't enjoy her daughter's chapters as much. I'll leave it at that. But I think there's a lot of good nuggets from this book about knowing where your food comes from, living intentionally, whole agrarian Wendelberry mindset. That's kind of the flow that she's in. And this is another book that Scott and I read together. It is an Oswald Chambers book. If you ask, very short book. This again would probably be one of the top books that I've read this year. One, because I love short books. It makes me feel good that I get through the book. <laughs> there were so many aha moments reading this really enjoyed it. Another book that I started, didn't finish, is Wendell Berry's essay book. So we have a, it's a collection book, so there's two of them, and it's basically a book of his essays from beginning all the way to present, and it was slow. I think his beginning essays are so slow that you can see how far I got into it, not that far, and it was just so hard for me to read. We used to have one of his books, a book of a compilation of his essays called World Ending Fire. If you've never read any of Wendell Berry's work, that is the book that we recommend because the guy who compiled the book picked out a lot of his really good essays. And so if you have never read Wendell Berry, I recommend starting at World Ending Fire, not starting at this. <laughs> because if you started his very first essay, you will wonder, you may wonder, why did anyone recommend this to me? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think this is a winter book where you're inside, you're cozy, you have a cup of tea, you don't want to go outside because it's cold, and then you don't mind slow story form books. I think that's probably it. The book that we are, that Scott and I are reading right now together is The Story of South Africa. Again, another South Africa book. We recently got this at a peddler's mall type of place and we are almost done with it. We just have a little bit left. We're at the Boer War part of South African history and this has been a really fun book for us to read together. It's about South Africa's history. It's different from the Bulala book because that was a narrative form of you're following along with a family that is based on events in history, whereas this is basically just going through the history factual, but it's been really interesting to read. And it's hard with South Africa because it really just depends on the author what story or what perspective of South Africa you're going to get. And so I like reading these books with Scott because I like asking him questions as we're reading it. So this has been a fun book to go through. I'm not a devotional person, but this is my favorite devotional ever. It is My Utmost for His Highest from Oswald Chambers. I love it. This book will never get old to me. If you are not a devotional person, I recommend giving this a try. It is now getting dark out, so I'm gonna wrap up this video. I bless your new year. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this video.